and Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Podcast, Biblical Encouragement for Women of All Ages. This week, we're going to continue with our Biblical Mindset series and build upon our episode from last week on a biblical approach to parenting. Now, again, this is not a parenting how-to episode. There are a lot of things like that out there. This is more a biblical mindset toward our role as a parent and the spiritual responsibility that we have for the state of our children's souls. So before we jump into this message, I wanted to let you know that our 2023 Ellerslie Discipleship programs are pretty much full, but there are still, I think, a handful of spots left in our week-long program, which is August 12th through 18th. So if you can't get away for a five-week program or those programs were already full when you started thinking about registering, consider coming for a week. This is seven days that can really change your life. It's all of the best of Ellerslie just packaged into seven very powerful days. And so if you want to grab one of the last few spots, just click the link in this podcast description or go to ellerslie.com. We would love to have you in Colorado this year and invest into your spiritual life. If you can't make it out for the week long, you can check out our website for our 2024 discipleship training dates. We would love to see you out in Colorado and just welcome you to our campus for a time of going deeper with Jesus. So let's go into part two of the biblical mindset toward parenting. Now, last week we talked about how we can really easily get caught up in educating our children and training our children properly and fail to realize that there is something more needed than just proper training in the lives of our children. We need to go to battle for them spiritually. And that's something I'm learning more and more as my children get older, that you know, so often I see things in my children's lives that I want to fix or correct, or it's like, oh no, that's not going in the right direction. And I just want to go out there and find a book to read or a conference to go to or a blog to read that will give me just a step-by-step process of like, what can I do to fix this? And God is constantly reminding me that where I need to be is on my knees. And and he is the one who is going to wield these victories in my children's lives. And the, the foundational issue, the foundational calling for me is primarily one of watching over the ways of my household, like standing guard spiritually, a vigilant soldier. And it's not just about reading all the right books and doing all the right things. It's about letting the spirit of God work through me to pray for my children, to wrestle in prayer for them, to fight on behalf of their lives spiritually, to resist the enemy on their behalf, and to stand on the promises of God to be fulfilled in their lives. And so it's much more of a, a spiritual calling than it is a practical one, even though practical training is the outflow of assuming that spiritual responsibility. So I'm definitely not trying to downplay the importance of proper child training and good education and all of those things. We just can't neglect our spiritual calling and go to those things as our solution because no amount of proper child training can fight when the enemy is hitting our children hard. We need to fight that battle spiritually. I just wanted to look at a few common lies that the enemy often uses on us as parents to keep us spiritually apathetic instead of vigilant and watchful, as we talked about in last week's episode. And the first excuse we touched on last week, but it's, I don't really have time for wrestling prayer now that I'm a parent with so many responsibilities and my children demand my time 24 hours a day. There is no question that children demand a huge amount of our time and our energy. I have personally discovered though that the busier I become and the more responsibilities are on my plate, the more important prayer is. And as I've said before in other podcasts that the life-changing statement I heard was, I am too busy not to pray. And I think I heard that first from a mother of six 
Prayer and time with Christ is what gives us strength and perspective and grace to victoriously face the daily battles that we're called to fight. Jesus reminds us in John 15, 5, without me, you can do nothing. When we try to become a great parent and serve our families and train our children without abiding in Jesus, without immersing ourselves in his truth, without wrestling in prayer for those burdens he places upon our heart, we just very quickly become distracted with serving as Martha did. Serving is good, but not on our own, not in our own strength. Whenever I catch myself saying, I have too much to get done today to spend time in wrestling prayer or standing on God's promises or resisting the enemy or spending time in the word of God and putting on the full armor of God, that's when I know that spiritual apathy has crept in and that I've allowed the cares of this world to keep me from my primary calling. And not only does that mindset weaken my spiritual life, it affects the spiritual lives and futures of my child or my children. A common mentality that we see among moms today is this, I can't afford time in my schedule for prayer. But I believe the reality is this, as Christian mothers, we can't afford not to make time in our schedule for prayer. Now, wrestling prayer may not seem very practical when you have young children, but there's almost always a way to make time for prayer if we really want to, even if it is in those fleeting moments throughout the day where we cry out to God in, you know, say we have a minute or we have two minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes when our children are busy doing something else or they're sleeping, or we have those moments in the car where things are quiet and we cry out to God. I love what John Hyde said early in the morning at four or five o'clock and late at night up to 12 or one o'clock in college or at parties at home. I used to keep such hours for myself and for pleasures. Can I not do as much for God and for souls? It was so convicting when I heard it because I think oftentimes we convince ourselves that we're too busy to pray, but we don't consider trimming things down like our time on social media, our time in front of entertainment, our time socializing with friends. What are we willing to give up so that we do have those moments to spend with Jesus Christ and to wrestle for our children's souls? It may not always be the same time every day. It may not be three hours at the same time every day or going late into the night, all night, every night, but making that a high priority and saying, what do I need to say no to so that I can have room in my life to sit at the feet of Jesus, to hear his word as Mary did, to draw strength from his truth and his promises, and to get on my knees and pray and pray and pray until breakthroughs come in the lives of my children. As Corey Ten Boom says, don't pray when you feel like it. Have an appointment with the Lord and keep it. Now, you can't always do that if you have very young children who don't really follow a set schedule or they're kind of learning how to be in a rhythm or whatever, but really to look for those moments that are fairly consistent and say, what matters most, checking my Instagram or getting on my knees right now and choosing the better part as Mary did. So when we push that excuse aside and say, I'm too busy not to pray, our families and our children's futures can be transformed for eternity. The second excuse is this, God doesn't expect the same level of spiritual commitment now that I have children. Like I said before, it's easy to see our child raising years as a time to take it easy spiritually rather than a season to pursue God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But nowhere in scripture does it say that we are excused from diligently seeking after Christ just because we have children. In fact, Romans 12, 11 reminds us to never be lacking in zeal, but to keep our spiritual fervor serving the Lord. I have found for me personally that it's not the times when I've attempted to coast spiritually that I've excelled in motherhood. It's the times when I pursued more of God with passion and with commitment, when I am on fire for him. 
them. That's when I have the strength and energy and wisdom to embrace and fulfill my calling as a mother. And that's also what points my children to him and influences them and is contagious in their lives. When my spiritual life lags, I begin to lose focus and purpose and just end up going through the motions of parenting. And I'm not really able to motivate my children spiritually either to go after Jesus when I'm not doing that myself. And we've talked in this podcast before about that parable where the man who gave the great supper invited many to come and they all made excuses. One had gotten married, one had bought a piece of land, one had bought five yoke of oxen, and they all had good reasons from the natural sense, but they were missing out on something so much better. They were missing out on the opportunity of a lifetime to come to the the banqueting table and receive everything that the king had to offer them. And that's what we often do in our own lives because Jesus is waiting every day at that banquet table spiritually, eager and ready to fellowship with us, to give us everything that he is. But we so often make excuses and put the good over the best. We value the urgent over the important. It's so important to remember that Christ isn't demanding us to cultivate daily time with him or intimacy with him. He's lovingly inviting us into his presence on a daily basis. So once we make those choices to push aside excuses and pursue him with everything that we have, we'll never want to go back to an apathetic spiritual life where we're just busy with cares and distractions. When we're in a right relationship with Christ, everything else begins to fall into place, including parenting success. As God's word says, that principle, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else you need will be added to you. John Wesley used to say, I have so much to do that I shall need to spend the first three hours of my day in prayer or I will not be able to do it. And that was just a really good reminder of priorities. Now we don't always need to spend three hours of our day in prayer before we can be successful in parenting. But the underlying principle is this, we will have everything we need when we choose to put Jesus first. Another excuse we often want to make is that prayer is not a practical enough solution to my problems or to my children's problems. Oftentimes we think of prayer as a spiritual exercise, but one that doesn't really affect our lives in any practical way. Nothing could be further from the truth though. Prayer is one of the most practical real world activities we could ever participate in. When the disciples were on a journey with Jesus and they forgot to bring bread along, they worried that they would reap the consequences of their foolish mistake. But Jesus chided them, do you not remember when I broke the loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets of leftovers did you collect? In essence, he was saying, why are you worried that you forgot bread when you have the bread of life here with you? And in the same way, we can't overlook the endless resources that we have available to us in Jesus for every practical need in our life. Prayer is not supposed to produce mystical results in our lives, but real life practical ones. And it's only when we are filled with doubt and impatience that prayer becomes really ineffective because real prayer always produces real results. Now that doesn't mean you instantly see what you're praying for. And it doesn't mean a name it, claim it approach where you just get whatever you want simply by asking God. But when you make prayer a true priority, there will be tangible, practical solutions that you will begin to see in your daily life. Because when we come to God with a childlike faith, he always answers our prayers. Whether he changes our circumstances supernaturally or gives us the grace and wisdom and strength to handle them, he's always ready and waiting to give us everything we need when we're willing to cast our cares at his feet. 
And I've noticed this in my parenting that from the time my children were very small, I personally seen the power and effectiveness of prayer in my motherhood. When one of our children came home from Korea, she was adopted. She didn't know how to sleep in a crib. She'd never ridden in a car seat or a stroller. Her sleep schedule was the polar opposite of ours because of her time zone that she had been raised in. And I was really tempted to frantically search for practical answers to all of these challenges, but we began to take each of those needs to God in importunate praying. And we watched him supernaturally help her adjust to her new life, to feel comfortable in her crib, to be happy in her car seat, to adjust to her sleeping schedule, to be in sync with ours. She had struggled with stranger anxiety before coming home to be in our family. Her caseworker had been so concerned about her ability to bond with us and feel comfortable in her new home that she actually came to visit us the very next day just to check on things. But from the very first moment that we held her, she was completely relaxed and happy and content showing no difficult bonding and no anxiety issues whatsoever. And that was such a clear, practical, real-life answer to our many fervent prayers. As our children have gotten older, we've continued to recognize that prayer is our most powerful spiritual tool to see breakthroughs in our family and in our children's souls. There are times when God will direct us to take practical steps or use practical means in order to provide the solution that we're seeking. Other times he supernaturally changes the hearts of our children or our circumstances. He works miraculously in our children's lives without us doing anything practically other than praying. The key that I found is turning to Jesus Christ as our first, foremost, ultimate source of strength, wisdom, and help. And the bottom line is this, prayer should not be an afterthought in parenting. It is the foundation of godly child raising. And this is how we have a biblical mindset towards parenting. We may not be perfect. We may not have everything figured out when we go on social media or we go to a homeschool conference and we see what other moms are doing. It's very easy to start feeling inferior but we have the power of prayer. And that is so much more effective than getting totally caught up in crossing this T and dotting this I. Real prayer always produces practical, tangible solutions to any problems we are facing with our children if we wrestle until the breakthrough comes. We serve a God who is eager and ready to come to our aid if we will give him the opportunity to do so. So let's allow him to arm us for this battle over the lives and the souls of our children and watch him work mightily in our families. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to go deeper into Christ-centered motherhood, we have a lot of resources available for you at setapart.org and also at setapartmotherhood.com. We will link those in this podcast description. Meanwhile, my hope in prayer is that you will be freshly inspired to get on your knees and fight on behalf of your children and to remember that it's God who arms you with strength and makes your way perfect. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.